because it's just so typical, right? He really wins here, and Bob Baffert rolls in. It's like we all, we're talking about Nick's go, and we're talking about you know Maxfield later, and we obviously you know Central Quality and Hot Rod, and Bob Baffert says, "Hey, remember me? Here's Medina yeah. Spirit, the horse that won the Kentucky Derby, and here I am. I'm going to win the Classic with this fucker." So I mean that. <laughs> That that's so typical. <laughs> that's so typical, right? So I have no doubt that Medina Spears is gonna win this race. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exact. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs, racingdudes.com for all of your leads, racingdudes.com for all of your bets, racingdudes.com as good as it gets. What is up? I'm Jared Welch, Ethan Halterman. This is Blinkers Off. What's up, dude? What's up, man? Yeah, huge, huge show coming up here. We got 12 races we're going to talk about today. That's that's about triple or quadruple what we usually do on this show. So, uh, yeah, Rapid Fire Breeders' Cup, uh, winning your end events, plus some that aren't winning your end, but still going to be majorly important for the Breeders' Cup. So it's a huge show. It's by far. You know, we've been doing, well, this is episode 519, and this is by far the most shows, or the most races we've had uh, to preview. In fact, whenever we do, we have a day like this where we have a lot of stakes, not not 12. We'll like, we'll, that's when we do, like, let's pick the race we're most excited for, blah, blah, blah. But it's like this one, you look through and you're like, well, you can't, how do you cut any of these out? They're all Breeders' Cup when you're in races. They all have, like, there's several very, very solid races that could produce Breeders' Cup winners. So it's like, might as well just talk through them. So we're basically going to, like, rapid fire this shit and go through each of these one by one. Um, it's insane. It's going to be, a, it's a Friday through Sunday. Of course, we have the ARC, which is really the highlight of the weekend. You know, you and I talked about this. Yep. Five million. Well, it's five million euros, so it's like a five point eight million dollar race. One of the best races in the world. The Arc uh, this weekend at Longchamp, and of course, we'll get into that race. But literally, that we think it's the most important race. Obviously, to win your in for the turf, and like the fifth best horse could win the tur- come over and win the turf race. Pot. I mean, it's a it's a loaded field. Yeah, it is. It's great. And, and like I said, when that field came out, it's like, well, you got to add that one because, uh, you know, like I said, even even the also rands could come over here and be competitive, uh, let alone the horse that wins it or finish the second, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's fantastic. Uh, Churchill Downs has two races that aren't Breeders' Cup races, but but could produce a Breeders' Cup winner. <laughs> and then, you know, Santa Anita, it's so good to have that track back and running. And they've got, uh, you know, just like said, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, just full of action for for not only for the Breeders' Cup, but but good stakes as well and, and good betting sequences. Yeah, at that time of the year, I mean, this is mm-hmm. really the last. You know, we do have next weekend, of course, Keelan's back, and I mean, can't beat that. But this is the last two kind of major weekends, and of course, you have one more weekend or one more day or kind of chunk of races after 
uh, next weekend's eighth and ninth, October eighth and ninth, being uh, at Keeneland. Of course, you have the you know the, the mile, and you've got all kinds of Breeders' Cup, win- Breeders Cup winner races uh, at Keeneland. But this feels like the weekend, like this is like that final push whether or not you know because obviously we have classic um you know we have a bunch of classic we had classic contenders last week in the pennsylvania derby you got a bunch of classic contenders running this weekend whether it be in an official race or it might even be like we said you know the woodward this weekend um with maxfield and of course the lucas classic with nick's go and can't leave out tacitus i mean i don't know this this might be the horse this might be the year for him you know (laughs) It's been looming in the background, waiting to just waiting to make his uh, you know that that would be the typical uh, Tassus move if he goes and wins the classic. But okay, so we really have a huge a huge uh, uh, show, so it's not you know spend too much time here. But real quick, Pennsylvania Derby, right call leaving him up. Obviously, I'm talking about Hot Rod Charlie, my boy. Wins the Pennsylvania Derby. Wins the second race in a, in a row. They're approaching the quarter mile pole. Grade one glory awaits. And it looks like it's going to be Hot Rod Charlie and Midnight Bourbon to decide it. Drifting a touch was Hot Rod Charlie. Midnight Bourbon comes right after this rival. American Revolution making up late ground from third. An eighth to go. Hot Rod Charlie. Midnight Bourbon. American Revolution a sixteenth to go. Hot Rod Charlie is opening up. Hot Rod Charlie will win the Pennsylvania Derby. This time he didn't get DQ'd. Had an inquiry. Had, not only did it, it was an objection and an inquiry. He survives both. Did you think it was the right call? And, I mean, overall thoughts. He put up a huge number. Is he now officially kind of, okay, he can win the Classic? Yeah, I mean, I'd take a pause on the numbers coming out of parks. We've kind of seen some funky ones in the past. But numbers aside, he passed the eye test uh, once again. He, he pretty much, you know, Midnight Bourbon starts to range up a little bit on Hot Rod Charlie, and he just found another gear and kicked away. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's a huge contender for the Classic right now. Uh, you know, dare I say the third choice. It, it, you know, at this, at this given moment, maybe we'll see something different this weekend. But uh, is he not right there behind the Cox horses? You know, the big two grays, Nick's go essential quality after that. I think Hot Rod Charlie's right there. This three-year-old crop is, is fantastic, and – you know, I think Midnight Bourbon's turning into a really, really nice horse. He beat him no problem. So, yeah, I love Hot Rod Charlie. Crazy inquiry. It was just like I don't, I don't really know what you're doing looking at that. But Hot Rod Charlie, yeah, man, he's 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 the real deal. It, it's uh, this three-year-old crop, and I don't. That's a whole other. You know, we can talk about that in the weeks leading up to the Brewers Cup. But this three-year-old crop is one of the best we've seen in in, in a while. I mean, when in terms of you look at the depth of. Uh, you know, not just obviously the you know with essential quality, but Hot Rod Charlie. I mean, this Hot Rod Charlie has a is built trying to build a a, 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 a you know horse of the year um, kind of uh, year that he's done. You know, it, it, obviously EQ Jackie's Warriors emerged as a complete superstar uh, sprinter. Midnight Bourbon, like you said, like he's like he's he's also you know he's finishing second in a lot of races, but dude, he shows up every time and he's ran huge. All year long, these three-year-olds, life is good. I mean, I mean, he's a he's a beast. I mean, we're talking about one after another. I feel like in these three-year-olds that are heading to the Breeders' Cup, that you feel like not only are really good, but they have a shot to win the classic, to yep. win the sprint, to win the mile, dirt mile. I mean, would name it. These three-year-olds are loaded. They're awesome. <laughs> That's all there's to it. I mean, we might see four or five three-year-olds win <laughs> on Breeders' Cup Saturday. It's it's really unbelievable. Uh, it, you know, you're not even talking about like a Bella Sophia who. 
maybe that's a horse that can beat Gamine and make everybody uh, happy that, that Gamine gets beat, you know? Uh, that's another three-year-old that, that looks awfully damn good. What about Malathot? Maybe maybe she can go and win the the, the distaff. And so those are like your kind of second tier behind Life is Good, Jackie's Warrior, Essential Quality, Hot Rod Charlie. So they're fantastic. Uh, I, I love this crop. It, it's one of the strongest ones I've seen in a long, long time. The depth is is just fantastic. I just think it's amazing. I posted, honestly, I don't even know what the results were because I forgot to look, but I posted a, result, or I posted a poll on Twitter Saturday after all the, the action, and it's like, could, could Hot Rod Charlie really, like, is it, like, in the realm of possibility, like, he could win Horse of the Year? I mean, I'm not, I think it's unlikely, but if he goes and wins a Classic, it, he's, in the, he's, in, he's in the running to, as, as Horse of the Year. And for a horse that was 94-1 to 1 in the Breeders' Cup a year ago, and a horse that, as you never in a million years would have thought, this is horse of the year kind of horse, even at the beginning of this year. Yep. That just tells you how strong he has been on top of the fact that, oh, by the way, the horse that does continue to beat him most of the time is essential quality. You know, obviously, to think that we're going to get to a classic, let's hope, with Nick's go, with essential quality, Hot Rod Charlie, all there, all should be kind of relatively close in the race as we hit the top of the stretch. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you guys are doing. Like, I don't know what gets you going in the sport, but that kind of gets me going for a classic. Absolutely. I mean, that's what you want to see, right? And let's hope they all get there. You know, still a month away. Who knows? But let's hope they all get there. And if they do, again, you you said it. That's that's why you run that race. That's what that race is supposed to be about. All the big horses getting together. You know, trying to trying to win the same thing there. So yeah, I mean, if you can get all those there, it's it's going to be awesome. And three-year-olds have done really, really well in the classic, and that trend could continue. But that being said, we got some good older horses here running in this last kind of last two weeks, I should say, but this week specifically that we're going to have to analyze and take a look at, and, and we'll do on the show. So that's that's the good news. All right, let's do it. Today's show, we're going to preview 10 different Breeders' Cup Challenge Series races this weekend, plus two bonus races from around the world. That's right, around the world, including... The five million euro Qatar. Let's see if I can get this right. Qatar Prix de la Arc, the Triumph. I'm gonna say the Arc. It's a Group One Arc. How about that? Because we know you can't screw that up. That's why everyone calls it the Arc. Because I don't know all that bullshit, but I know it's the five million Arc. It's a Group One. It's one of the most prestigious races in the entire world. They run it every year. It's amazing. And Abel won it obviously a couple years ago, back to back. This race is loaded. It's gonna produce a turf horse. I think it might produce a winner. Let's do this, guys. Let's go. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. When we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing. They're off in the Breeders' Cup Classic. They're off in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Off in the Longines Breeders' Cup Turf. They're off in the Breeders' Cup Sprint. They're off in the Longines Breeders' Cup Distaff. Everett's the war will take charge of Final Man. Mojo Benjamin! This is unbelievable! Zenyatta! What a performance! 
This weekend, Friday through Sunday, we're talking 10. We got more than 10, actually, if you can include all the races uh, overseas. But we're doing 10 Breeders' Cup Challenge races on this show. That's right, 10. Plus two more. We'll catch those at the end. 10 Breeders' Cup winning rate events throughout the world. We're going to talk uh, Santa Park. We're going to talk about Belmont. We're going to talk about Longchamp. Of course, the Ark. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Let's start Friday, though. And that's right, speed, the Speakeasy Stakes. Kicks things off in, in terms of the challenge races. Race five, Santa Anita Park, Friday. $100,000 for two-year-olds, five furlongs on the turf. It is a win and you're in for the juvenile turf sprint. Halterman, what do you think? Nothing like starting off with one that I, you know, could, probably could, couldn't care less about, really. I mean, right, right. Is, the speakeasy, And this right? is one that's always just kind of a who knows, you know. I mean, it, it's, it's just kind of a wide-open event. Tell you what, though, this year with with the sprint, the juvenile sprint, we kind of have our work cut out for us right now because, uh, you know, we don't have that golden pal to lean on this year. We do have to kind of figure out uh, who to, who to pick, and, and right now it's completely wide open. Uh, I do an article every week, kind of, you know, early predictions, way too early predictions, and I never really know what to do with that race. So. Uh, I'll kick us off, though. I'll, I'll quit delaying. I kind of think Forbidden Kingdom is going to run pretty well here, uh, getting back, or not getting back, I should say, but getting to the dirt. Uh, I think this horse definitely better around one turn. They thought about stretching him out to the American Pharaoh. Put him right here. By the way, American Pharaoh, the sire of this horse, really usually his horses do well on the turf. So I'm going to go number four, Forbidden Kingdom, uh, to kind of kick us off here. But I, I think, you know, you could go three or four different ways. Yeah, I think I'm all over this race, really. I, I I went, I kept looking at different horses. I mean, it's it's interesting to see, time, you know, that Peter Miller's got a few in here. Of course, Pratt come, stays bored with time to party. He rode Ann Merhal on debut. That horse, obviously, he switches over to the other. But Ann Merhal gets Rosario, which is a sneaky little uh, yep. addition here. And, you know, this race has a lot of speed, and it seems that way, you know, with the seven, like I mentioned, with... Uh, the, the, the the five, another favorite, Wesley Ward, the, the Forbidden Kingdom. All very good horses, all seeming. But this horse, three, came flying late in his debut. And maybe maybe he's not good enough. But the fact that you got Rosario, it's Peter Miller. And sometimes you have that other Peter Miller horse that runs huge. You get Rosario, that's, you know he's going to be coming late, the horse off the pace. So I'm going to take a little bit of a shot to kick things off here at 8-1 to one on number three, Anmer Hall. But again, it's, it, I, this is one of those divisions, I feel like, as we... You're not going to really have your pick, even a thought of who your pick is, until you really get to see the field when it comes to the Breeders' Cup, because it has been that kind of weird division where it's really hard uh, to come up with one. Yep, absolutely. We, we're going to have a couple more uh, at Keeneland. I think one's going to be at Keeneland, one at uh, Belmont next week, and then we'll probably make that decision after we see those horses. All right, we got two really good juvenile races here, and of course, two that have serious juvenile, uh, Breeders' Cup juvenile, Phillies juvenile. TVG juvenile implications in terms of who could win this thing. Race six, the next race at Santino on Friday, the Chandelier Stakes, grade two, 200K Phillies. Uh, two year olds going to mile 16th. This is, again, a Breeders' Cup winner event for the juvenile Phillies. Phillies seven in here as well. Halterman, you know, <laughs> listen, let's just get this out of the way because we're going to talk about Baffert a lot on this race or in this uh, on these next three days. It is what it is. Right now, you just have to try to pick winners. He's got Grace Adler. She's seemingly been very, very good. I'm having a hard time going against her. What about you? Kind of just seems to me like Grace Adler's the better horse out of the rest of these. She kind of was the better horse by far at Del Mar. 
Uh, first time going along, obviously going to be a question mark, but this horse has the breeding to get the job done. I'm I'm going Grace Adler. I, I don't really want her to win, but she looks awfully good. And you know what? She might win this race, and then all of a sudden it's like you know what? That that might be your Breeders' Cup, uh, or, or if not the favorite, one of the one of the really short prices uh, in the juvenile fillies. So yeah, I'm going to go number four, Grace Adler, begrudgingly in this race. <laughs> I love that uh, D'Amato is, he's trying, man. He's going to throw as many in there as he can to try to beat this horse. Yep. But I'm with you. I, I just, Grace Adler, I don't, I mean, I just think she's was, she's been so good in her first two races. Pratt obviously stays aboard. And it's just, it's curling, going even longer now. I, I don't see how, I don't see a scenario necessarily unless she just doesn't fire. But kind of feels like Baffert's going to win a lot. Uh, yep. this weekend. We'll talk more about that, but I'm with you. I don't think there's... To me, this is a race that you look... If any of these others win, I obviously they're a player, but for me, with Grace Adler, she goes and wins, especially like she's been winning, you think, okay, that might be your... That's your Breeders' Cup winner. At, le at very least, that's a very strong favorite in the Breeders' Cup. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one. The do, Let's see. It's the... So there's so many in here. I guess <laughs> the American Pharaoh. We'll skip the ID. Race eight, the American Pharaoh stakes, grade one. We're 300K for two year olds going to mile 16th. This is the same race for the boys. And again, juvenile, TVG Juvenile Breeders Cup winning her in. We just talked about him. We'll talk about him again. Baffert's got several shots in here. The one, Corniche, six to five, 10 to one, a flying drummer, and three to one, a Rockefeller, the six horse with another Pratt Baffert combo. Uh, I mean, really, you, it's it's kind of like which Baffert are you choosing here? Uh, Ovey, Class, for the Storm of Brothers, they've got, I mean, that's a, that's your non-Baffert kind of favorite. But to me, it's like, okay, which one, the six or the one? Who do you like more? Well, I, I think you can spread. I think you can take a, a little bit of a shot uh, here. But on top, I am going to go with the number one Corniche. The reason why I think the horse might be a little vulnerable draws the rail. I don't think that's ever great for a juvenile. And um, it's just kind of interesting that Flavian Pratt is on Rockefeller, Mike Smith's on Corniche. And I know Baffert's one of the few left where Corniche, you know, are, where, where Mike Smith still is kind of the number one rider for some of these horses. Um, so maybe it's not that bad of a thing, but I don't know. There's enough there to make me kind of pause where with Grace Adler, I just think she's the best here. A little bit tougher field too, but yeah, I'm gonna go number one Cornish. I thought he was a uh, the most impressive uh, maiden winner at Del Mar, um, so naturally I think this horse has got a good shot uh, right here in this race. This horse might be like, you know, obviously we're gonna talk a little bit with the other three year olds. Of course, the Champagne coming up next, and we've seen some of these, you know, these two. I'm sorry, these two year olds coming up, and I think Cornish might. You know, obviously this horse didn't even debut till September, which is, you know, nothing for Bal Baffert to get a horse to debut in September and then win a race like the Juvenile, and you know, three months later, two months later. So no big deal. This horse runs a 98 buyer on debut. Absolute monster. Huge numbers all around that came back for this horse. $1.5 million purchase. Speedway stables. I mean, the list goes on and on. Great breeding. Obviously the expectations were there. Obviously he exceeded probably the expectations on debut and i'm with you it's like if mike smith if there was any changes in the system as far as who was riding who then you might start to wonder but he rode the horse on debut he stays put that's very typical for bob baffert 
I, I just think this horse get drawn the rail. Mike's gonna go. I mean, the horse drew the ten spot last time and cleared, and then just went. I mean, I think this horse just breaks and goes, and you'll never see. <laughs> All the rest of these horses will see as the horse's ass the race rate the rest of the way around. So another one here where I think we might leave, leave the day Friday saying, okay, those are your two Breeders' Cup juvenile. Uh, <laughs> those are your two juvenile horses that you need to bet at the Breeders' Cup because it seems like they're gonna be awful hard to beat here. Um, and of course, don't forget Corniche and Grace Adler both won at Del Mar as well. So, I mean, these are horses that are very well equipped to win again at the Del Mar, uh, on the Del Mar surface when we come back uh, for the Breeders' Cup. All right, let's go to the Champagne on, uh, let's move to the next day. Let's see, that is the next day, right? Champagne is on Saturday, the, uh, October 2nd. And again, another juvenile race. So we'll see, we'll see this race uh, on Friday with Bob Baffert, maybe, you know, who, which one of his wins see what they're about and we'll jump to saturday and that's race eight at belmont the champagne let's see what these east coast horses have the grade one we're 500k for two-year-olds going one mile uh field of six uh lines up for this one and you know this is one of those you have to me it's you got to be careful right because you know jackie's warrior fooled us a little bit last year in this race for winning at a mile and then of course went on to win or went on to run i'm sorry and the juvenile did not win got beat of course by essential quality and hot rod charlie um so the champagne wit two to one getting a lot of love there jack christopher chad brown nine to five five to two of my prankster two couple of really good debuters those are really the team good night the horse that kind of upset um sort of upset i guess wit last time out good night with asking at four to one getting no respect here what do you think of this race and how strong are you feeling i mean when you, especially when you look compare it to what we just talked about over in the Santita. I think they these horses can definitely compete with the Santa Anita horses. I, I don't think they're going to be overmatched. I, I don't really feel great about picking anybody in this spot because I can see Wit winning. I can see my prankster. I could see Jack Christopher. Uh, and of course, Goodnight, uh, the hopeful winner. I could certainly see him winning as well. I thought about this one for a long time. Um, Gosh, I'm going to go with the number two, my prankster. Uh, Magic kind of talked me into this horse. Uh, went back and looked at the debut. This horse looked like a monster. Uh, and then you look at Fletcher. He is on fire at Belmont Park right now. He's winning with all kinds of juveniles. He won with another one today really impressively. Uh, and I also realized, well, that does point to Wit as well. And I, I think Wit certainly has a shot here, no question. But I'm going to go with kind of the, the new shooter, with uh, meaning not the hopeful runners, Wit or Goodnight. Uh, and and I think my prankster is going to be a better price, uh, better price than the other logical new shooter, uh, Jack Christopher. So I'm going to give my prankster a shot. I hope we get every bit of that five to two. That's what I'm basing it on. Give me the horse that's like that three to one in this race instead of the favorite. You know, Kevin says uh, I'm still on the Wit train. You know, it, it's not a bad train to be on. I don't think because I'm with you. I. I, I Okay, listen, I am with you and I'm not with you because I I jumped the train, but I also could see him winning here. Like, he just, his starts have been so atrocious that he completely gets himself out of the race that you don't know. And obviously, we saw last time out in the hopeful, he ran a great race. He, I mean, he tried, he did what he could do, but he, I mean, you can't expect to do that and win in grade one races. He saw that. The, rate, the, the races just keep getting deeper. I don't necessarily see how that... I mean, I'm going to have to see it, I guess, at this point before I can believe it. And now he's got a couple really good horses in here, not to mention the horse that beat him last time out. So I just, I'm, I'm not quite, 
I'm on the train. I'm like half on the train. I'm like sort of like jumping. I'm easily can go on and off. Uh, dude, I'm with you. I'm with, I was between the two and the three, and I ended up landing on the the three. Jack Christopher. I just think I, I thought that yeah. horse was. I thought both those horses were, were, were incredibly impressive on debut. But I like the horse. Went with the three. Seemed a little quicker on the front end. I kind of feel like that horse is gonna kind of just pull a Jackie's warrior and just keep going. Um, and, you know, another thing that I kept going back to is, like, the horse ran a huge number, came back a huge number, has fairly fr- quick front-end speed. He beat a, wor- a horse named Hoist the Gold on debut, just obviously beat the hell out of the horse, which is a Dallas Stewart horse. Obviously, you don't expect Dallas Stewart horses to run very well uh, early on uh, or ever, I guess. <laughs> That's a different story. Um, but, no, I mean, the horse came back to win. Mind you, it was a DQ horse got second got put up but the horse did come back to win so how often do you see a dallas stewart horse run second on debut then come back to win the next race out so that, that horse obviously is pretty good and the fact that jack christopher just shit all over the horse i mean i i just think i think the three goes i think the two goes i think the one tries i mean the one the race should set up perfect for wit let's be honest but he's got to show it but i'm with you even after we see whatever we see on friday i do feel like this race, this has, these horses are pretty damn good. Like, I think we could see something pretty good here. <laughs> to, to kind of sum it up, I agree, but to kind of sum it up, my biggest problem with why it's like, I'm not going to bet Wit wit to win here. He's double the morning line, uh, or he's, you know, he's two to one versus a horse that's four to one that beat him and beat him easily last time out. And yeah, you can say, well, Wit had to excuse, but Wit has done that three straight times where he doesn't break well. So, it's kind of like if I'm going to pick someone out of the hopeful and, and the prices are going to be four to one on the winner and two to one on the horse that finished second by like four or five links, I'm going to take that four to one. And then I was like, I don't want to really pick tonight. I don't think he's that great. So then I went elsewhere. I, I thought, okay, let's, let's go with some new shooters. Anyway, that was kind of my thought process. Yeah. That, uh, I've looked kind of reading through the comments. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is the first time he's getting, uh, a fast track, uh, wit he's been it's been weird but all three of his efforts have been on good rated good but i mean yep that has nothing to do with how he starts you know it's not so i mean that to me is the biggest question is how he's gonna you know how is he ever gonna break and you know eventually he's gonna have to figure it out i mean he's runs good races you know that buyer came back really low for the hopeful as well so i mm-hmm. i don't really know what that was he is a winner at belmont that's a good sign as well he won a debut at belmont wit did so Again, I, I think you use them if you can. I like what using the one, two, three. I mean, shit, I like using four of the six horses in the race if you can um, because I do think it's I think it's that close. I really do. And I think those two shoot two kind of relatively new shooters, they could pop up and run huge. I do think that Wit's got it in them. And, of course, good night. We know he does with winning the hopeful. So uh, it's a good race, a good solid race as far as the Juvenile goes. I think the Juvenile is going to be a really fun race this year. Let's go to Santa Anita Race 8 on Saturday. The Santa Anita Sprint Championship Stakes Grade 2 or 200K for 3 year and up. Going 6 furlongs. This is a Breeders' Cup winning rate event for the Sprint, of course. Dude, field of 6. Another one, I mean, okay, so 2-1 to one, Dr. Scheibel, 5-2 on CZ Rocket, Flagstaff 7-2, 4-1 Collision Illusion, 6-1 to one on Vertical Threat, Colt Fiction is 8-1. to one. Every horse in the in the field at six horses are under, 8-1 eight, eight to one or under. So you can tell it's a loaded field in terms of competition. I don't necessarily feel like the Breeders' Cup Sprint winners coming out of this race because I think it's going to take a whole lot to, to beat uh, our boy Jackass Warrior, but 
it's a competitive race, so it does make handicapping it somewhat difficult. Is it possible that CZ Rocket just did not like Del Mar? I think it's very possible, and I, that's kind of the angle I'm rolling with here, to be honest with you. I did, I did too, because, okay, Dr. Scheibel, right? Like, he beat him, but that number, and I don't care. I saw somebody saying, well, buyers don't mean anything. Well, I agree. But at any number you look at for Dr. Scheibel for that win at Del Mar, it didn't come back very strong, okay? Uh, and then you got Flagstaff, and it's like, yeah, goddamn, I don't want to pick Flagstaff. Like, we kind of know what he is, and, and he certainly can win, but it's it's just like, yeah, it doesn't get me very excited. Uh, it, you know, you got Kalu's and Illusion. Meh, I, I don't know. He could win, but I'm not excited about him. I think if CZ Rocket just gets back it, to those Oakland races earlier in the year, and I know that's a long time ago, but I think if he does, I think he wins this, and it's not too tough for him, right? I'm going to hope that he gets back to that. I'm going to hope he just didn't like Delmar that well. You get a decent price on him again. So I'm going to go CZ Rocket and just hope that he really likes Santa Anita. Yeah, the way I looked at this race is it's like, I don't know that I like Dr. Scheibel all that much in general. I just, the horse, like, I mean, you can't take away the horse has won three straight races, including two great ones. And then you're saying, I don't really like him. But I, I just... I don't know what it is. I just can't. And, and, and it's like you look at CZ Rocket. I mean, he, obviously the horse wins uh, really impressively at Oakland Park twice. Goes to Lone Star, of course, going a mile. That was crazy. Um, then goes to Del Mar, you know, barely gets third, barely beaten. Finished second, barely beaten. It's like he just, it's like he, he ran every race and he just was like in slow motion until the very end and finally kind of got going. So it's almost like he still got it. We'll find out. I definitely the way he's been working shows me that maybe he's going to have a little bit more speed into him earlier on in the race. And you'd love to see Flo having this horse close because I feel like he's going to kick. And the thing is, too, it's like this race is not. I mean, it's competitive, but like you kind of alluded to, it's not like it's awesome. You know what I mean? Like he he's ran too good this year, including especially when he's been winning at Oakland early in the year to not be a horse that like wins a Breeders' Cup challenge race and be in the Breeders' Cup. You know what I mean? Like, I just think this horse, this horse has ran too good to, to, mm -hmm. to be in a position that he, he can't win here. So I'm with you. I think CZ Rock is going to win. I, I hope you get anywhere in the ballpark of five to two because the horse has been the favorite the last three races. I'd love to see Dr. Shiva go off the favor here. I think he will. He should probably and see, and CZ Rocket be second choice. Yeah. So I think you might get a decently fair price on him as well. But I'm with you, actually. I'm surprised we both went there. That might be a bad, that might be a bad, uh, a bad move. But we're both uh, sitting here on CZ Rocket to win the Santanita Sprint Championship. So when you, real quick, when you look at this race and what that has to offer, and then you think about, okay, what about the East Coast older horses? And Yalpon got hurt, and so now he's no longer in contention, which leaves what, like Frenzy Fire? Like, how does Jackie's Warrior not just cruise in the sprint? Like, to me, he's he's an elite type, and the fields that he has potential or he's potentially going to face, it's it's just it's not great. Mm -mm. So, we, yeah. I mean, we just haven't even tell, I mean, if, like you say, if we have seen a sprinter that kind of interests you, like you know, throwing a flight line or something, they're not running or they're injured or whatever. Right. So it's just like, how unless he just doesn't show up for whatever reason, I don't see. I mean, his, the way he ran at Parks, and again, it was Parks, but he just beat the shit out of that field. I mean, he just annihilated him. He, he's so fast that he just 
I mean, any any good horse can't, or any horse that wants to show speed, he just shits all over. And then the horses that are going to close, well, hell, they can't close into that. I mean, right. they just, you know, they they're way they're way too far back, or they've been too close, and now they have nothing left uh, to close into. So it's just he's just a he's a he's an elite horse. He really is. So I'm with you. I don't. I mean, this is like it, I think it's funny when you go when you kind of have a division that you kind of sort of feel like is locked up, and you're talking about a challenge race. It's hard to kind of get too excited about it because you're kind of like, well, you're gonna have to run into that horse next. So good luck. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's let's go to the Rodeo Drive. It's race nine at Santita on uh, on Saturday. It's a group or grade one for 300. See, I've got I've got oh, international just ready. I'm like waiting for the the arc. I got it's a group one. Uh, Phillies and mares, three year olds and up, going one and a quarter miles on the turf. Another. This is a Breeders' Cup uh, winning your end for the Maker's Mark Philly and Mare Turf. Field of nine lined up here. Five to two on going to Vegas. Three to one on luck. Four to one on dog tag. Dude, five to one on magic attitude. Can are you? Are you I know you're like willing dog tag to get in. The, can you? Are you? Are you gonna try dog tag one more time? Everybody can single dog tag. Okay, on Saturday. <laughs> you're, you're not yes. using her at all. I, no, well, I'll probably use her, but I'm going going to Vegas here. So go ahead and single dog tag because I picked that horse like 38 straight times. But I think going to Vegas is gone in this field. I think the horse gets out in front, and I, I just don't know who's going to go with her. And if they don't, I, I don't know. I think just gate to wire, right? I mean, the horse likes Santa Anita. Uh, we've seen the gate to wire win from her over this track before. So. I went going to to Vegas, so that means Dog Tag wins this one easily. Well, let me ask you this: Was this a matter of on the on the eight luck and uh, going to Vegas? Was this a matter of Rispoli got his mount back, or did Pratt choose luck? I, I don't know the answer to that question. I I would think Pratt chose luck. Would be my guess. See, Rispoli had ridden going to Vegas. The last three starts prior to the John C. Maybe last time out where Pratt got that mount. Mm-hmm. He wins, obviously. So Pratt won with him. Luck makes his de- her debut for uh, Richard Baltus. Rispoli, Rispoli rides. Okay. So Rispoli. So mm-hmm. did, did so my, I was like, well, did Rispoli just, just choose to get or get his mount back or choose to get that horse? But I mean, I mean, I'm thinking Pratt, you know, it's like if he, if he, so he never had ridden, you know what I mean? He never rode Luck before, so it's like... No, I know what you're saying, yeah. So it seems interesting yeah. that Luck got Pratt here. So, point is, I'm on Luck. <laughs> you got, so, I, I think you got, I'm with you. I like the four, because obviously that horse seems... But I mean, you know, for Luck to kind of run like she did on debut, ran a nice number, came... The horse said beat, uh, she beat, you know, came back to win, just kind of cruised late in that race. I think... Um, She's going to be coming here. I have no doubt in my mind that she'll be coming. I just, you know, can't she catch the four? But I'm, I don't necessarily love this field. I mean, Magic Attitude is is semi interesting, but I'd have to get a price on her if I wanted to use her. I'd have to see five to one, north of five to one, because I mean, she showed at some points in her career that she she could win a race like this. She's just been really bad lately. You know, it's just hard to kind of get on yeah. board with her. The last two races have just been a lot to be desired. So. I went with luck. Um, I love. I'd love. I'm interested to know if that what that angle is, uh, what what the decision was there. But I went with luck. The eight. I, I do think uh, going to Vegas is going to be dangerous on the front end. What do you think of this division? 
the Maker's Mark Philly Mare Turf. As far as these horses going on to make no, well, in general, I mean these horses, but just the way it's kind of shaping up for you. I would say if any of these horses finished in the top eight, I would be shocked at the Breeders' Cup. I mean that <laughs> race is going to be so tough, uh, it, and that's really not is. even a disrespect to these horses there. But we've seen so many good horses in that division. Take a horse like Pocket Square for an example, right? Who just dominated a stakes uh, last uh, last weekend at Belmont. She couldn't even sniff the board in two of the other stakes that she was in that had like the actual heavy hitters. I just I just don't see how any of these horses are going to be able to to parlay any kind of success into breeder step success. This is it, that that group is just really really tough. That race is another one of those. I mean, obviously it's different than the the juvenile uh, you know turf sprint, but it is it's one of those that picking the actual winner is going to be tough because it's a very very tough race. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of good horses, obviously. They'll be there for that. All right, let's go to uh, race 10, the awesome again stakes. Grade one, we're 300K for three rows and up, going one. And one eighth miles, this is a Breeders' Cup winner, you're in, of course, for Longines Classic. So here we go. Got a couple classic races we're going to talk about. This is the first one. Field of eight lines up here, five to two on Medina Spirit, the horse that's scratched because of a bad post. Draws post five. Apparently, that's good enough for Bob Baffert here. Draws post five, five to two favorite. Scratched out of the Pennsylvania Derby. He's here. Medina Spirit, of course, your quote unquote Kentucky Derby winner. He is still technically that. Uh, Tis a magician. Draws the rail for Mandela Pratt, four to one. Express train four to one. It's like this is like all the horses that we kind of like remembered, whether it be earlier on the year or have been running at Santini or Del Mar. It's like they're back three to one. Triple E Idol, remember Idol? Idol's in the race at five to one. It's like, hello, remember me? I remember like I, I, I won the big cap five to one. So, dude, oh, it's dual coast, which is just hilarious. Uh, okay, Medina Spirit. He scratches out the Pennsylvania Derby. He's five to two here. It's obviously that's bullshit. Bob Baffert's probably saying, well, hell, I've got him so good right now. He's going to go win this race instead. That's a bigger purse in the Pennsylvania Derby. What are your, what are your thoughts on Medina Spirit? I have no idea what, what to think of him. I have no idea what to think of this field. I, I have no idea what's going to happen in this race. I mean, you look at these horses, they all have so many problems. You know, like, like, Tis a magician. He really needs a mile and a half. Okay. Yeah. It, he even a mile and a quarter would make it better, but a mile and an eighth, I, I don't see it. Mid court, I mean that horse hasn't hasn't done anything in, in what like two centuries. Like express train, my goodness, this horse is so just up and down. So little boy, can't believe that's in the race. I mean he's in the race. Medina Spirit, we know his uh, trials and tribulations. I'll call them. Uh, Azul Coast may break <laughs> Tripoli. I mean, it, do I really gonna? Am I gonna trust him off that one race? No. I mean, it just, you just go on and on. I mean, I went Medina Spirit. I kind of think he's gonna get the trip. Uh, I think he's gonna get to the lead. I don't see a lot of other horses going early. Um, the only other real other speed I see, and he's not really a speed horse, is the four, and the four's kind of a just a throwaway in the race in my opinion i think medina spirit goes gate to wire um the, the, the horse idle it, it something obviously happened with this horse if he was in like normal form i think that would be the pick but i don't know if you trust him off of off of this kind of layoff and really i think a mile and a quarter where it's is, is where it's at for him not a mile and an eighth so 
I think it sets up pretty well for Medina Spirit to win here. And yeah, you know, with the idol too, like maybe they're just being sneaky, but if, if they would have gotten like, well, like, you know, just name a jockey, but like if, like, if say Pratt switched over from Tis the Magician and jumped on idol here or something, I'd be like, okay, he's obviously doing very well. And no, again, no offense to Joe Bravo, but it's just like that. I mean, it's not like a, you know, Baltus Bravo combo or something that you got to be worried about. So idols the unknown because obviously he ran a big race in, in march you know it's funny they, they were going to train up to the classic that was the plan so he must have been doing so well that here he is so i think you take that i mean i here he is i i'm with you it's like here we go i'm picking bob baffert for one two three three third time so far uh that picked bob baffert medina spirit i just i'm with you like my favorite thing is like I use DRF a lot for my at least my PPs and I always read the comments just because it's interesting. You, and the last line is you know and you know he won't quit and you know he won't he won't quit he'll be running he will definitely be running late in the race. Uh, <laughs> Who wrote that? Who wrote that? Do you have any idea? Uh, no, I don't. Usually it says their name sometimes next to it. Hammersley wrote one of them, so I don't know if he wrote all of them. He probably did. Um, yeah. But yeah, Hammersley wrote one of them. So yeah, but yeah, you know he won't quit. So he probably didn't mean it how we would mean it if we wrote that. That's right? No, no, exactly. Um, I'm with you. Magi he's a magician. I like. I think the only interesting part is with like you know he wants to lead, so he's gonna have to go to make to any chance. But I don't think you know does he ruin the chance of. Uh, but I mean, Medina's like, he just gets that lead and he's going to do his thing. I, I think there's, I don't think there's a lot to this race, to be completely honest. I think Medina Spirit, because it's just so typical, right? He really wins here and Bob Baffer rolls in. It's like, we all, we're talking about Nick's go. And we're talking about, you know, Maxfield later. And we obviously, you know, Central Quality and Hot Rod. And Bob Baffer says, hey, remember me? Here's Medina yeah. Spirit, the horse that won the Kentucky Derby, and here I am. I'm gonna win the classic with this fucker. So I mean that that, that that's so typical. That's so typical, right? So I have no doubt that Medina Spirit's gonna win this race. The one horse that I'm intrigued by, and I'm, I'll I'll use on deeper tickets. You're gonna be like, you're, but Midcourt seems like a horse that might kind of like this distance, and might be that horse that kind of comes comes up late i don't know like he, he's he's well, got races in his in his past that could could win this that's what i was gonna say once upon a time midcourt could win this race right right it's just can he do it now we haven't we just haven't seen it in a long time i don't hate it i don't hate it at all <laughs> well he's getting 12 to 1 he's gonna be totally overlooked so if you if listen you... this this race is ridiculous so yeah i mean midcourt can win this race i mean we'll see there you go. There you go, Nick. Could midcourt be the thorn inside to Medina? I mean, he could for sure. Even when even when he was doing well, it, it seemed like he never really did what you thought he would do in a race. Meaning tactically, like he would be like, okay, he's in a race. He's a lone speed. Just go after him, and he would sit like third. You know, <laughs> it would be like he needs to really stop today. There's a lot of pace, and he'd be up pressing the lead. So I can't trust the bastard as far as what he's going to do uh, in this race, but. He certainly could be that thorn in the side. I mean, dude, he, he, this is an interesting race just from a sense of like, okay, like you kind of expect Medina Spirit. And again, he's, I, I hate it as much as anyone else does, but he is the Kentucky Derby winner. 
because who knows when that's going to change if it does ever yeah so medina spirit is still your kentucky derby winner and he did look pretty dang good um coming back so he it is what it is all right Let's go to the main event. This is going to kick off on Sunday morning. So, you know, you're going to big Saturday, big weekend. Sunday rolls around. You got football coming up. Don't forget the ARC. And I'm not going to try to pronounce it again, but the ARC is coming up Sunday morning, our Sunday morning. And it's going to be airing on, I think it's on FS2 or FS1. It will be airing on on uh, that. I, I believe it's like, I saw a press oh, release, like 10 something, or, you know, Eastern or something time. Uh, it's going to be airing, so you want to make sure you check cool. this race out because I've got to hit bigger on the screen. I'll just roll through, and this is again, this is all international. It is going a mile and a half on the turf at Longchamp. This is this race is I, I Dar is you're going to be your favorite at five to two, uh, recurrently, you know, uh, Tarnala, Hurricane Lane, Snowfall, uh, Chronogenesis, Deep Bond, Love at 20 to one. Uh, once upon a time, Sealaway is on this race. I mean, this race is absolutely loaded with horses. Like I said, like Snowfall, Aiden O'Brien can come bring Snowfall over and be the favorite on the turf. Or hell, Love could come over, be the favorite on the turf, or at least have you know. So this is that kind of race. Halterman, this is the Breeders' Cup winner in event for the turf, the Long Jeans Turf, which of course is probably the second biggest race uh, of the day in terms of uh, kind of the hype and you know the kind of the superstar power of course the internationals come over for this what do you think of this race i mean it's maybe the race of the year right you look at the high powered names uh, you don't even have to follow racing racing over in that part of the world to know these names you know uh so it, it certainly is tremendous uh I, I agree with you the fourth or fifth place finisher could come over here and win our breeders cup uh turf race uh, you know I, I can't get away from Tarnawa though as far as winning the race that's who my pick's gonna be uh lost last time but I'm sorry that horse should have been put up she was herded out like 15 paths and I'm not even like exaggerating herded out the length of the stretch it was insane it was like a walking lane at that track and she almost was in the walking lane and that's not exaggeration either she was an inch or two away from her one of her feet hitting the walking lane. Uh, amazing they didn't take that horse down. Amazing she didn't get it put up to first. Uh, that being said, you know, uh, that was a, like a three-horse race, so it really wasn't like a, any kind of setup for her in that race. Now we're back in kind of normal tradition, uh, conditions. Tarnawa, for me, I'm excited for this race. I think she could run super well and finish fifth here, but, uh, you know, that's just how it is. But I, I, I think she's going to show up with a huge effort. I think she wins it. Yeah, just to uh, just to be clear, it is um, give you the right exact timing. Uh, it's going to air on FS2, 8 to 10.30 Eastern on Sunday morning. So that's going to be 8 to 10.30 Eastern. Don't ask me what time. Oh, the schedule post. No, never mind. Don't ask me what time the post is going to be. But it's going to be sometime in that group, okay? Just find it yourself. Google it. But it's, it's going to be it's 3.05 local time. That helps you guys any at all. Um, but no, Tarnawa, I knew you were going to go with Tarnawa. I went the Iadar, Adar, Adar, whatever, the, the William Buick, Charles Appleby. Hell, Appleby can't lose a race, surely. He surely can. If, he, if Appleby's bringing horses over here with the shitty horses he's winning, what knows what his good horses can do. So, obviously, this horse, Mishrif, beat Mishrif last time out. This horse has been really, really good. Like, these horses are... These horses would make our best turf horses look like dog shit. I mean, they're oh, yeah. really good horses. I think 
honestly, this race, I, I, I don't know. I, Adar, Adar, I mean, it just seems like a race that Tornala, I mean, I went, almost went Tornala, but I knew you'd go Tornala. Do you think, what's the possibility of any of these horses showing up over here? It's a great question. You just never know coming out of it. Sometimes you'll get really, you know, just just shocked and a horse like an Abel will come out of this and, and come to the Breeders' Cup, but sometimes none of them do. So uh, I, I wish I could give a better indication, but I, I really don't know who will come out of this. Uh, I, I, I'm excited for any of them, like I said, that comes out of it. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I would love for Ternawa, win or lose this race, to come back and, and defend her championship here in the United States. I think that would be amazing. Um, yeah, I, I just hope, uh, you know, hope somebody comes over here from this race and, and, uh, just makes our races that much better if they do. Dude, I was just watching the replay of this, this, uh, Irish champion. I think it was mm -hmm. uh, I, the, the, the Irish champion stakes were turned was floated like <laughs> a mile wide. It's still yeah. like we, we were all watching it together, you know, live and we're all like, that's going to be, that horse has to be taken. And you watch the, the front end is even uh, the, the, the. The head on is even like 10 times worse. Yeah. And yeah. the horse. It's crazy. The horse I couldn't stood believe up. it. I mean, it's. I could not believe it. <laughs> Let's see if I can pull it up on my screen here to show everybody, but I won't put, show the race, but I'll show you the screenshot of this thing. It is, uh, it is truly insane because the, like how, how this horse would have came, came on to win and just got, had no shot. I mean, in Tornado, don't forget is, the Breeders' Cup winner, right? So, I mean, it makes sense. This horse, this horse de deserves to win the race like this. And here, look at this. <laughs> I mean, just kept her. And that was that's not even the worst part. It's there you go. Well, I was gonna say there you go. Keep it going. You're gonna see that walking <laughs> path that I was telling you about. It started over here too. You yeah, know, that's the amazing, amazing thing. Yeah, there's the path that she almost goes into. I mean, it's it's crazy and. It's just like, and it, and it took like 35 minutes. Like they were almost getting oh, ready yeah. to run the next race by the time they finally had a decision on that one. And I was like, what, is, what in the hell is going on over there? It was crazy. And I think it's so important to watch to whether, you know, bet, you, most likely you won't be betting this unless you're degenerate like us. You're just going to watch it because you want to see what these horses are about, how good they are and see, you know, what, you know, cause it's like, if, if one of these horses, you know, say, third place horse who runs really well and you find out we find out that this horse is coming over to the Breeders' Cup you know this horse you saw the horse and it gives you something to go off of in terms of how they run here and you know I think this is going to make especially if one of these horses comes from this race makes it super interesting of how they compare to some of the horses that have been coming over here that will be horses that have been you know that already yep. shipped over here and won so I just think yeah I mean Hurricane it seems like a lot of love on the on the chat here for Hurricane yeah. uh, which right now is uh, four to one place the bet you can go to get four to one so i mean again it seems like it's very top heavy on these three snowfall's very good uh, chronogenesis is good i mean love at once upon a time love right was untouchable sure yeah so you, you, you know the arc is obviously a very historical race and it wouldn't be surprised to see a horse like love win this race uh, for of course uh, an amazing world-class trainer all right let's go to that's gonna kick things off that kicks things off uh on the day let's go back to Sunday, and let's go. We got one at Belmont and one at uh, Santina Park. Uh, race nine at Belmont Park, the Frazette Stakes, grade one with 400K for Phillies. Two-year-olds going one mile. It is a Breeders' Cup winner in for the juvenile Phillies. 
Field of nine lines up here, but make no mistake, the horse to beat, number six, Echo Zulu for Steve Asprey and Santana to ride. I, I mean, unless there's one of these that's just about ready to explode, I don't, it's gonna be, it's hard for me to see Echo Zulu losing this. She might be the most likely winner on all of Sunday's racing. Uh, that's what I'll say about Echo Zulu. I, I think she just crushes here. Uh, this is a logical next step up, but going to go on a one turn mile there at Belmont after the seven furlong win. Yeah, I'm going Echo Zulu all the way. I never really even considered going anywhere else. I didn't either, frankly. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think, I don't know, I, I'm with you. I, I don't think you, there's really a lot to, to, to talk about here. You know, Echo Zulu debuted, wins by five. In the main special way to Saratoga, comes back to win the spin away by four, just dominated. Gunrunner horse, obviously, these horses are just firing, man. And, and obviously, I mean, to me, she's obviously a winner here, but she's definitely, depending on, obviously, we're going to see what Grace Adler's about. Yeah. But, I mean, this seems like a very serious player come Breeders' Cup time. Yeah. I, I, I think she's going to be really tough to I think it might be a two-horse race between those two if we see what we are expecting to see this weekend. Yeah, it'd have to almost be something happen. By the way, uh, I know a horse that you, don't you really like Annapolis? Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, for the Breeders' Cup, and that yep. is in race four on Sunday. Yeah, the Pilgrim. Park. The th mm -hmm. number th another three horse uh, from the Pilgrim. Annapolis is running for Todd Pletcher, and you really like this horse going toward the Breeders' Cup, don't you? Love, love this horse. Uh, as we just talked about love just a minute ago, you know, I, I, I love this horse going forward a, a, a big time debut at Saratoga. Let's see if he builds off of it. Uh, but yeah, he's been a pick for a couple weeks uh, on the Breeders' Cup article. So yeah, I mean, I, hopefully he runs well. I think he's like, six to five seven to five on the early line that uh, uh aragona tweeted out just a little while ago so yeah i'm excited to see annapolis i've been waiting for that horse to come back i knew you were so there you go there's another another bonus race we'll throw in here let's go to uh go to santina park on sunday race nine is in yada stakes great too by this time i think <laughs> between the football that's happening on saturday and sunday this race hits of course it's 5 5 p.m uh pacific We'll be like, okay, good. Let's have this. This, this weekend needs to be over. This has been a busy weekend. 200K, Phillies and Mary's three-year-olds and up going one 16th miles. Field of eight, again, Breeders Cup winning her in for the Distaff. So we got a Distaff, uh, Longines Distaff uh, winner in event here. I mean, we heard a guy named Bob Baffert, private mission, another horse that scratched uh, from the Cotillion last weekend at the Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania. Shows up here, Pratt, Baffert, as time goes by, it's the other Baffert in here. There's a few others, you know. Miller's got a few. D'Amato's got one. Carthy, Gain. But, I mean, come on. It's a private mission, it, right? It surely seems like private mission can win this race, I mean, pretty easily, right? I mean, this is another situation. Kind of seems like private mission might be out there on her own. And if she is, I don't really know who's going to beat her. And another situation, I don't really want to pick this horse, but I, I, I just kind of think private mission... This looks to be a little bit better than the rest of them here. Uh, I, I thought the last race out of the Torrey Pines looked really good for this horse. I don't know if any of these horses could kind of challenge in the Breeders' Cup or not, but I think this is going to be the coming out party, so to speak, for private mission. So, Cezanne, uh, sure. Uh, they're saying that Tarnal coming over and Hurricane maybe, right, as of right now, in terms of the turf. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Tarnal coming over makes a ton of sense, uh, being that, uh, you know, defending champion yeah i mean private mission to me here is just ridiculous i think bob baffert's like hey pratt you know just need you on sunday as well just just don't just don't fall off 
you know, like don't fall mm-hmm. off. Like she's gonna go. I've got her juiced up to the, you know, she's good. Like <laughs> she's gotta go in there and and <laughs> and not fall off. I mean, it just seems like again, it's weird because like those are bigger purses. But I think Bob Baffert's more. But at this point, it's not about the purses. It's about the the a winning a rate a grade one and a, a, not even a grade one, but a rate a rate like winning the Cotillion's great, but winning one of these races like the Zenyatta and these races that means more to him, you know, like because he's a douchebag like that. Yeah. So. Uh, I'll probably be in court next after all this stuff said, but no private mission. I think again, and, and she's another one that. Uh, well, okay, so what do you do? Because the distaff obviously is salty, but I mean, wh- is she a player no matter what? I mean, assuming she wins here, but I mean, is she just turn it like? Well, I mean, I've got to use her. How serious are you about yeah, her? Oh boy. See, I think it depends on your opinion of what 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 uh Latruska is are you trying to beat Latruska or are you trying to you know get through with just her I'm trying to beat her so I'm looking for anybody come on give me somebody somebody run well come on anybody who's out there so yeah I'm trying in my mind to to almost I can't say hope because it's a Baffert horse but at the same time it's like yeah give me give me at least like four five six to one on that field that would be great so I'm trying to hype up uh in my mind at least private missions so We'll see, but I don't think right now you could really call her a real contender, but maybe she jumps off the screen at us, uh, or maybe somebody in this race will jump off the screen at us. All right, that's a wrap on the Breeders' Cup, the American Pharaoh, the Chandelier of Speak Easy is Champagne, Rodeo, Rodeo Drive, awesome again, Sansing the Sprint Championship, the the Arc, almost tried it again, the Frisette and the Zenyatta. Whew. Okay, we got two bonus ones to talk about, though, because we have two legit classic preps, final classic preps that we got to talk about that aren't necessarily winning your ends, but make no mistake, these horses will be there. Let's kick things off with uh, Churchill Downs on Saturday. That's race eight. Of course, the Lucas Classic, grade three, is known as a race that a lot of these horses have used to prep for, of course, the Classic, 400K, uh, going a mile and eight. Uh, three years up, you know, they're, I mean, it, this is what it is. It's going to, it is, it's a prep for Nick's go. And by the way, Tassis is showing up. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Nick's go. They've been, they said this race. They threw this, and it's uh, props to you because right after his his race, he's, you're like, I wouldn't doubt if they go. You know, because like, what do you do with them? You know, how how do you prep and you run just train them up to the Breeders' Cup? Like, well, you know, the Lucas Classic would make a ton of sense. And then next day or two, Cox threw that race out as a possibility. Here we are. Nick's go two to five. I mean, it's a paid workout, right? Should be. Yeah, I, I don't see how anybody beats him. I, I guess the theory of how you could beat him is Independence Hall goes with him early and kind of tries to run with him early and then maybe he's softened up. But I, I don't really think Independence Hall is capable of doing it. Um, so yeah, I, I think Nick's go wins. Um, it should be fairly easy. I, I don't see anybody really making a run at him. And I think it'll be a pretty useful prep going a mile and an eighth. Uh, once again here, uh, that'd be the you know third time in a row going a mile and an eighth. Should be a useful prep for that for that mile and a quarter at Del Mar. Um, you know, shouldn't have to extend himself, but still gets a, another race. You know, around two turns, uh, kind of going. Uh, you know, not the not the classic distance, but as as, as long as you can go to prep. So. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see him. I, I really am. Uh, you know, they wanted a two-turn race, and they got it. And, yeah, I mean, he should dominate here. Is there anything that you're – I mean, from, for this kind of race, it's always tricky. Obviously, Brad doesn't want the most out of him, doesn't want Rosario to, to, to even go into second gear if he doesn't have to, right? 
So it's just, it's more about maintenance, more about getting kind of loosening up the screws a little bit, get them tightened up, loosen them up, tighten them up for the final race, which is probably gonna be his yep. final race of his career. Is, is there anything that you're looking for one way or another? It's just a matter of like, go do your thing, win. I don't need, I don't care if he wins by one. I don't care if he wins by 10, like just go win. That's really all you, that's all you really needed to see. Well, I thought he would win the Whitney right after the Cornhusker because of the way he finished. And a lot of people looked at that and said, well, it's a Cornhusker, it's Iowa, there's no competition, who cares? And that's all true, but at the same time, you could tell the way the horse was finished that race that, okay, distance is not a problem and he's got a high cruising speed and he's back. He's, he looks like he used to look. And then he came out and did it again in the Whitney. So I think naturally, that's what I'm gonna wanna see uh, on Saturday. Let, just finish up well. And like I said, I don't care if it's a length ahead or, or 10 ahead, just finish the race up well, look like you did in those last two coming down the lane. And it's all systems go for the Breeders' Cup. Uh, Cindy says playing against Nick's go. So I'm interested. Um, I, I don't, I'm not going to ever say like you're like, like that's your, you know, whatever it's your call, but I'm more interested in why, you know, what's your reasoning? Because you need a reason to beat him. Right? How, how, how does he get beat here? Well, can I jump in and say he's in a sequence with Bolium as well. So you're going to have two horses that are, are really, really short prices. So is a situation that you're going to try to go with Bo Liam over Nick's go and you're going to try to beat him uh, or you're going to try to beat them both or what is the question. I don't hate it from a wagering standpoint. I think you're going to need some luck, though, for sure, to get Nick's go beat here. I mostly when I play tickets, I like to, to hit winners. So that's why I would use Nick's go. That's, Me that's, too. That's the only trick to that. I get from a logical standpoint from... It pay more if Chess Chief won, but Chess Chief ain't winning. So uh, I, I guess I, I guess Tacitus. That's yeah. Like I was gonna say, I do wish we had another option that was better. Um, but I, I just logically it doesn't make any sense that he gets beat here. I think a play against him is more of just a let's hope he doesn't show up with with his race. Okay, so if Cindy has a comments on that, we'll. we'll... We'll talk about that a little bit, mm -hmm. but uh, let's go to the next one, the final one. Another prep. Again, the Woodward being ran, kind of throws everything off, being wearing at the Belmont uh, this year. Race 10, the Woodward Stakes at uh, Belmont Park on Saturday. It's grade one, 500K, three years and up. Uh, going to mount another mile and eighth race, field of six. So another kind of very condensed race. You have another strong favorite in number two, Maxfield, obviously prepping uh, for the classic here as well, but this is a little different of a race, I think, than when then uh, Nick's go obviously extremely top heavy horse in there. Whereas this one, yes, Maxfield is a top heavy horse, but our collector's in here who's looked really good. Code of Honor, hello, five to two, you know, Forza de Oro. I mean, not a terrible horse at five to one, Dr. Poe's six to one. So, really, I mean, even though seven to five on Maxfield is is, is probably deserving. It's not like it's going to be easy for him. Maybe it will be, but it doesn't seem like it will be on paper. I think he's got his work cut out for him. I think it's going to be a tough race. I, I mean, I think Forza Oro at a mile and an eighth makes sense. Code of Honor looked pretty good last time out. Uh, Art Collector won two in a row really impressively. Charlestown Classic last time out. I don't know. Maybe not Dr. Post. That horse has kind of been off. Um, I, I think it's going to be tough, Jared. I really do. And I like Maxfield, uh, and I know that you love him. I'm gonna put him on top. I think I think if he wins this one, he's done something. I don't think this is an easy race to win. 
Yeah, I know. I'll be honest with you, dude. Like, I'm. Uh, he should win, but I'm not sitting here thinking, okay, he's like, you know, lock it up kind of horse at all. But especially not when you compare it to Nick's go. No. You know, he did finish second in the Whitney somehow. He finished second in the Whitney. But I just thought that proved his class was just not quite there. And again, I know that this is not Nick's go. But our collectors looked pretty damn good his last two. Like, he's coming to this race very, very strong, in my opinion. And then, you know, Code of Honor, hadn't seen since January. He came back and looked really good. I mean, he put up, he got a good number for it. He looked good. He kind of passed the eye test. So, we'll see what he is. But again, he's obviously a very talented horse. He's won over $2.8 million in his career. Then Forza Dioro, a horse that did, you know, did not win the Jug Club, ran, uh, again, you know, lost Max player and Happy Saver. He was good. I mean, I think, I want to say he was my pick in that race, you know. So, I mean, he, he obviously he has potential. He's ran well in the past. He likes Belmont Park. So, again, to say Maxfield rolls in here, has never ran at Belmont. He's, he's in, in starts at this distance, has one win, uh, one second. So, he likes a distance, but you just don't. He'll be used, obviously, but I think you. This is where you can try to beat him. Yeah, I, I agree. He's he, and and to, and to be honest, I don't like. He showed me that day in in the Whitney, and you're talking to you like, I mean, he pops up. I on my on my background on my computer, I have like 20 different. I, if I like a performance of a horse or whatever, and I like find a good picture. Yeah. Uh, the, on the photos sent to me, I, I throw it on my computer, and it just rotates sporadically throughout the. Um, and so he's on, he's like on three of them, you know? So I love Maxfield, but I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like the Whitney showed me like, he's a good horse. He's not like, he's not capable of beating these really great horses. Like the one, like the Knicks goes and the central qualities. So maybe he wins here and maybe our collector and some of these horses are kind of, are kind of frauds, but I think, I, I do think he'll have his work cut out for him. Yeah. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a good race. Be a good race. It's a field of six, but it's almost like, well, I mean, it's not as good as the Whitney, but it's almost like the Whitney in the fact that it's competitive, at least, you know? Now, now one comment has uh, Cezanne. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it Cezanne. Um, this is a very good comment, and I think it's very worth noting. It has the new blinkers. has blinkers back on. I guess it has them on. never had them before. So it's interesting, and I like that move, in, in, you know, because you're, you're going to run into Hot Rod Charlie, who there was talks about, obviously, he had the blinkers off, on they put they took him off now they're wondering should we put him back on because he's been all over the 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 stretch you know you you kind of you, you, you you're hesitant to do that right into the classic right you mm -hmm. know to, to throw on now you have maxfield throwing on blinkers in his prep which i think is a is a really good move to do right a good for walsh to be like listen let's try blinkers on him let's see if that helps then we'll know for the classic so yeah you get the blinkers on his works have been good. So, I mean, you never know, but I, I like the move I, just from an equipment standpoint. When you're going to try something like that, it's nice to see, okay, we're trying it here versus trying it in the Classic. So, that's a great move. I agree with trying it here over the Classic 1,000%, but I don't really know why this is needed. That's kind of where I'm at with the blinkers. I'm not really sure they're needed. Um, but listen, I don't train the horse. I'm not around the horse every day, so you kind of got to just you kind of gotta just trust that right but uh no i told totally I mean, the agree. horse has lost twice in his in his nine career stories seven for nine and the two losses were to nick's go it was just phenomenal in the whitney yeah and then of course you know the big cap which was just kind of a weird race yeah like i i took i mean i nobody was beating nick's go period that day so it, no one 
He still got second. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens with it. I, I don't know if it's like a huge factor one way or the other. Who knows? Maybe maybe he jumps up and he runs great. And it's like, okay, you're a genius, you know? So we'll see how it goes. I, I guess the logic is keep him a little bit more focused early on, yeah. you know, because he has kind of been falling back a little bit and like, let's get him closer involved maybe you know walsh knows in order to to beat a horse like nixco or to beat a horse like uh hot rod or such a quality like you're gonna have to be closer to the pace how about how about to win at del mar you got to be a little closer too maybe that's part of it i I, as i'm sitting here thinking about it you know he's thinking can't be 11 links back yeah we got it we got to be we got to be closer at del mar let's see if we can he can do it so maybe it does make sense the more we talk it through here (laughs) to try it Well, and again, it, it, it isn't like, even if you're against it, it's like, this is the race to do it, right? Yes. It's a thousand percent. Yeah. You lost, you lost last time out. It, it's like, okay, let's go back to the drawing board, so to speak. Let's figure out what makes sense. Maybe Jose said something like, hey, he seems a little distracted, whatever. Boom, throw blinkers on. Maybe that, maybe he goes and rolls here. And you're like, oh shit, maybe Maxfield is, maybe that's all the difference you needed. Now he goes into the classic and you're wondering, can he beat Nick's go here? Maybe they, that was what he... So, you, I mean, it is... It's a huge thing to at least try here. Um, but Maxfield, obviously, is the pick. But I, I think this is one, another one of this, in this sequence. You know, I don't, I'm not so a fan of going crazy in the Nick's go race because I think he's a single. But I think if you want to go Art Collector in here, maybe he just goes and steals this thing. If you want to go Code of Honor, maybe he's, you know, he's back. Forza Dioro, I think... Is capable of winning, you know, pulling off an upset like this. I don't have any problem with it. Yeah. But to me, you, know, you and I are both picking number two, Maxfield. <laughs> so all the time we have to check out RacingDudes.com for our free picks and our premium selections, of course, on our products page. Click the Get Racing News Premium button at RacingDudes.com to learn more. We have, of course, we had the Pennsylvania Derby wagering guide last weekend. Uh, we'll have the Keeneland wagering guide next weekend for their big racing uh, uh, next Saturday uh, at Keeneland. All those Breeders' Cup races, and of course, the Breeders' Cup wagering got coming out uh, here soon. So that's a huge one. We already started working on that bad boy. So you want to stay tuned for that. Wait, you know, if you do become a subscriber, you know, monthly subscriber or any of our premium packages, you'll get those wagering guides absolutely for free. So check that out. Check that out at racingnews.com. Uh, again, we have uh, horse racing picks for all around the country, of course, and we have sports picks as well now. So if you want sports information, we're just talking about off air for a second. This Thursday night game, they just tied it up 21 21. It looked like a shit show early and it's too bad you know two not so good teams but it's turned into a hell of a game yeah it's a great game and the sports are how much time's left uh there's like nine minutes left uh, 21 all so it'll be a a hell of a finish sports are boy this football season's been great both college and nfl papa dude and i had a lot of fun covering it on uh, mondays and thursdays come listen to dudes who bet sports uh you know it's 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 a lot of fun each week it's these games are we, we go over all the big games and and uh, try our best to give the opinions. But, man, some of these games have been, just been impossible to predict. Uh, so, anyway, we're having a lot of fun. So, make sure to check that out. So, I know Arkansas has made you guys look dumb a few times. How, how are you feeling about the uh, the number eight? I would have thought that, right? Number eight ranked Arkansas. Arkansas has made us look great. They've made us look great every <laughs> week but one. Uh, last week, we both picked them to win outright. And they were uh, uh, underdog. And we picked them to cover week one, week three. It's just the Texas game. We both missed them. So, um, yeah, we were we were all over them last week. Uh, so that was big. They're an 18-and-a-half-point underdog this week at Georgia. And we, we have Arkansas. We took Arkansas plus 18-and-a-half. Uh, that's just a lot, a lot of points. Um, I, I think they cover it. For a team that – and I, I 
for you know for a team that just seems like they have already completely outdid their you know expectations. They seem like they play. They, they they're, I mean, their defense is pretty damn good, and they, they I think they're gonna like that that the defense keeps them keeps it close. You know what I mean? At least keeps it within the eighteen points. They've got two wins more impressive than anything Georgia has. So there you go. I, I think they're going to give them a hell of a game. I really do. I, I don't think they'll win, but I think it'll be close. Yeah, it's a, it's a hell. I mean, just, uh, you know, I mean, this Arkansas team, this Arkansas program was just beyond awful for so many yep. years. I mean, just could, couldn't be like the teams that you, you schedule early, you know, the teams that get paid to come play there couldn't beat them. Yep. And now just, I mean, it's, so it's just, it's even if, like you say, I mean, yeah, they probably will lose 18 point, but if they, <laughs> If they win, are they their top five, right? Yep. Yep. I mean, maybe top two. That's insane. That I you mean, could be, just... you could be three ranked teams, one being number two, and you beat them on the road. I mean, they're they're probably number two. That would. But that I would be... I don't think. I still don't think they're ready to go beat a team like Georgia. We gotta think. Georgia, okay, Clemson week one, they beat them, and everybody was like, "What a win!" Clemson is there. <sighs> awful yeah so georgia this will be the best team they played i expect them to play well and win but we don't know for sure what georgia is we'll find out this is gonna be a hell of a game i yep i mean this is the game of the weekend for sure college football yep. um all right that's uh that's a bit of wrap on this magic mike sure go check them out <clears throat> they did the uh, late pick four at Santanita, of course, I think Magic's going to be there, so he's pumped about being back at Santanita. Of course, big racing. He gets to go see Bob Baffert win uh, in, the, in, the, in the winter circle a bunch of times, probably, so we get to see that. Uh, again, go to racingnews.com. You have all the information you need. Sports, even go to racingnews.com slash sports. Get all that as well. Check out, again, if you want full analysis of the college football slate, NFL slate, go check out Dude to Bet Sports podcast on all your channels as well. All right, I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Alterman. Feel like this weekend. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs> this guy's got a shot.